Easter is a time of great joy. And it is an honor to be, this is my first Easter vigil with here being your pastor at the parish. And it is a definite joy for me. So I thank you all for being here. So joy, joy has these elements, right? It has these elements of hope, of elation, of peace. And it just kind of resonates with us deep down, doesn't it? It reaches deeper than happiness. Happiness is like a response to some like short-term pleasure, right? But joy just rings throughout us. And the reason Easter and joy go hand to hand is because this was the day that God completely took everyone by surprise. He reversed complete defeat into eternal victory. Tonight, I really want to examine this reversal and how it happened that first Easter. But then second, I want us to really meditate on how Jesus kind of wants a reversal, wants to do the same exact thing for our own lives personally here and today. So to begin, what was this first great reversal that we saw that Jesus brought about? Well, I ask you to once again, place yourselves back in time as a follower of Jesus when he first walked the earth. For three years, Jesus was this perfect teacher, this loving companion. He called out hypocrisy. He changed people from the worst sinners possible into people of virtue. And on top of all of that, he performed literal miracles. Everyone who followed Jesus was ready for him to just become ruler of the whole world. But then Good Friday happened. Jesus was tortured and killed. And it looked like he didn't even lift a finger to prevent it. All the hopes and all the plans of those first Christians turned into despair and confusion. I thought Jesus was going to change everything, but now he's dead. The disciples, including Christ's own mother, despaired for Friday, Saturday, and the night of Sunday. But that first Easter morning... Witnesses, beginning with St. Mary Magdalene, started to say that Jesus was back. What they thought that was completely over was actually only just a beginning. God proved that nothing is stronger than him, and that even includes death itself. The history of Jesus now includes this great reversal. What once was complete defeat is turned into a permanent and irrevocable victory. This moves us to our second point, which brings us cause for Easter joy. Great reversal is not something just for 2,000 years ago or left to Jesus alone. Instead, reversal is offered to each one of us in a very real way. One of the main themes I know I focused on on this year of preaching for us is to really discover and ask Jesus, well, who are you? Well, tonight, who he is is he is the way to your own personal great reversal. Sometimes in our own lives, we have these negative aspects to it, I think, that we think that, well, this kind of bad stuff that I have, I'm just going to be stuck with it all my life. They're the wounds, they're the burdens, they're the bad habits that we're just like, yep, this is just a part of my life. And then despair whispers in our ear and says, this is just the way it's always going to be. The deal is God says that's not the plan. If you want to know who Jesus actually is, he's the one who wants to change that greatest shame, that weakness, that wound, 
He wants to reverse it into a source of strength. Let's take Mary Magdalene, for example. From Scripture, we know that, she, that Jesus cast out seven demons from her. Seven demons. We don't know how that happened or how she got in that situation, but can you imagine the suffering that seven demons who just want to put you through torture, how that would be to cling on your insides? But contact with Jesus changed her life. This demoniac became the first person to know that Jesus has risen from the dead, and then she was asked to spread it to everyone else. Jesus completely changed her life. And while I have numerous examples from people that I've seen this great reversal happen, um, I'd actually just like to share just maybe a personal one. So growing up in our household, we were actually a multi-generational home. My grandma lived with us our whole life. And my example starts after football two-a-days senior year in high school. I just got done, and it's August in Nebraska, but then I drove 15 minutes home and was just so exhausted. However, I forgot I was supposed to bring my sister home from town as well. So I knocked on my grandma's door, and she said, come in. I had obviously just woken her up from a nap, but I kind of explained the situation. And I'll always remember that look. She just very kindly, but very quietly just said, yeah, you go wash up and go rest. I'll go get her. The thing it was at that time, my family kind of noticed how much she was napping to the point where my mom actually took her to a doctor and discovered that she had stage four pancreatic cancer. Two months later, she was gone. And that memory of waking my sick grandma up who must have been in immense pain, just to have her do something I was too lazy to do, actually haunted me. It's one of those memories that I think we all have that once it comes up, we just run from it, don't we? You know, I think you know the ones where you just like, it comes up and you just shove it away in panic due to just shame and sadness. But there it was one day in seminary during my holy hour, this memory tried to come up again, and I tried the old routine for years of just trying to shove it back in the corner of my brain. But Jesus lovingly asked, actually, can we talk about this? So I allowed the memory to play out in full, but I asked Jesus, like, can you actually come into this memory, please, with me? When it was done, he looked me in the eyes and said, please, can you stop looking at this from your perspective? Can we look at it from hers? My tired, dying grandma sacrificed out of love for me. All of a sudden, looking from her perspective, this memory stopped being a source of shame and actually became a source of inspiration. The reason I bring this up is because yesterday was Good Friday. We were all fasting. Probably everyone was hangry, right? Myself included. I know I was emotionally drained from Holy Week, behind on a hundred emails, feeling stressed from like the business part of everything. And then on top of all of that came a call for an anointing of the sick. <laughs> My initial reaction was just, oh, I'm going to be uh, just wanting to just be crushed and overwhelmed, right? But then that memory of Grandma Evangeline Wojcik just sprang to the surface. And the deal was it took over. It actually became a spring almost that just kind of welled up in me and it gave me joy and energy to go bring someone the hope and love of Jesus Christ. 
If my dying grandma could just drive for 30 minutes round trip, then I can go meet someone and give them Jesus. Praise the Lord. So I'd bring this up with great reverence for even your own life. I promise you that the parts of you that you want to hide away, shove to the corners, or just kind of power through and ignore them, those are the places that Jesus would love to reverse in your life. He wants to give you a personal Easter experience. Again, reversing those, those sources of despair that you think you're just stuck with into sources of strength. But the thing is, we have to let him do it. So my challenge for you is this. In this Easter season, approach Jesus in daily prayer and ask him, is there any part of me that I've kind of squirreled away that I just kind of ignore? Jesus, is there a part of me that you would like to go and have a discussion about? And again, don't force him or don't be like, it it has to be here, so let's go here. I would say just be open to wherever he wants to go. Because that's the place that he would love to bring a great reversal. So this night, as we continue our Easter vigil, celebrating 14 individuals who are saying, yes, Jesus, I want you in my life in a whole new way and in deep ways. Open your hearts to the Lord for your own great reversals. You see, God is stronger than any suffering, any wound, or any habit that we have. And how do we know this? Because at that first Easter, he proved that he is stronger than anything. He's stronger than death itself.